0: all right here we go for the 18th of october what an exciting week i just had let me tell you about my week yes winter is here how do i know this go to my youtube channel twk trucking with kingfish you'll know why i know it's winter time you want to know why i know it's winter time because well i woke up to winter yes sleeper driver i'm an active sleeper driver so i don't post too much I'm an active sleeper driver. I cross the country weekly. Right now it's just Chicago to Billings, to St. Paul to Billings back to Chicago, but still. So that means basically I'm going South Dakota. It's uh, you know, Illinois, uh South Dakota, um I think I know this. Illinois, South Dakota, Wyoming, and then uh Montana. All right, then to go to St. Paul, it's unless the weather is bad of course and then going to st paul it's um montana north dakota minnesota and then you know of course the same thing on the way back but in reverse and then the other one on the way back you know to chicago unless of course the the road is bad because the ninety ninety four are separated by a little bit but they're just far enough away from each other to where if you're going to billings you can take either 90 or 94 so the best thing you can do when you leave out, and that's any anywhere you're gonna go. The best thing you can do is take a look at the weather. Yeah, you know, make sure you're gonna you know what you're getting into because you know, it very well could be that I could Yeah, you know, I could take the ninety, ninety four on the way out. What's that buzzing? you Hear that buzzing? Hmm, maybe it's just my imagination. Maybe I'm going crazy. Anyway, what it is is I could take the 90 and then it'll be all messed up on the 94 or possibly I could take the 94 and it's all messed up on the 90 mileage wise between the two it's not that big a deal it's I don't think they're more than 15 or 20 miles off I can't remember which one it is it's like from Chicago to uh, what is it Chicago it's like 12 something 1200 and something miles somewhere at 1250 1260 something like that from Chicago to Billings and then it's like 870 to 876, 877, depends on where you stop, between Billings and uh, St. Paul. You know, most of the time during the summer, it's not that big a deal. It's not a big ride. You know, it's uh, pretty level, per se. During the winter, though, those little hills turn into mountains sometimes. So what did I wake up to? Go to the YouTube channel. Snowed and toad. That's the video you'll see. And there's also one... Uh, Twilight was the one, you know, where Twilight hit and it was really beautiful. The sky was just amazing. I couldn't. I got it. Now, these are off the dash cam, so it's not, you know, they're not like the greatest, you know, of uh, videography. You know, if you watch some of the car shows and stuff and you don't like those, then you can blame those on me because those are all me. But the other ones are just the videos from the dash cam. Get a dash cam. I don't care what brand. Just get a good dash cam. One that could see at night. Might save your career. So. Anyway, here's, oh, here's something I found out. So the company, you know, hit the deer a couple of weeks ago, and what the company said was is they need a photo of hairs or carnage, you know, to prove where the damage came from. So, yeah, it never dawned on me that that's nobody's ever not taken my word for something like that. So if you ever get into a situation like that, either have your dash cam going, which will prove exactly what happened, and prove that you did what you needed to do or had to do, or make sure you take pictures of the carnage, which isn't that pretty. Trust me, I don't enjoy it. It's, you know, if I'm hungry, I'll go out there with a spoon and I'll take one of those deer down. But no, I do not like hitting them with a truck. It is not fun. I've done it 18 times now over 26 years and I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It always leaves me with a bad feeling. I think it's just horrible. But. It is what it is, and you got to do what you got to do, and luckily I've never been hurt doing it, and unfortunately, the deer have, especially the one that jumped up on my driver's side door and got wrapped around my mirror, and then just kind of hung there staring at me for a few seconds, and I stared at him, and then his other leg came up and kind of went straight up in the air. I think he was giving me the paw, or the hoof. Is it the hoof? He was giving me the hoof, and he fell off the windshield bracket, and just it, I was just stunned, scared the crap out of me so anyway not too much in the news this week obviously all we've been hearing about before we get into the news and the intro and all that all we've been hearing about is driver shortage driver shortage driver shortage well you know i okay i i don't know it's i think it's more along the lines of once you get this ball rolling which is the supply chain what it comes down to is it's hard to get it rolling back again and that's what the bigger problem is as for driver shortage i'm not a real big believer in it i never have been when i go to the truck stops they're always full when i go to the rest areas they're always full you know if there was a driver shortage then i would think that we would have a lot easier time parking which we don't now maybe it's just because of where i'm going i don't know but i've been doing this 26 years and quite honestly i don't really see any patterns you know any changes in the pattern though the way people are parking or doing things there's still lines at the fuel stops there's still lines to, to do things you know if the scale opens up There's are still lying at the scale so not a real big fan of the driver shortage issue I think it's more of along the line of you know drivers are taking the hit for the or the blame for what's going on which is a supply t- you know supply chain disruption so maybe I'm wrong who knows but uh, even if we did have more drivers, I don't know if the system could actually support it. You know, If you think there's a driver shortage, go out to the interstate and take a look at the highway. and Just count the trucks that go by in about a two-minute period. One minute. Just count for one minute. How many trucks drive by and then tell me there's a driver shortage? Because there's a lot of people out there busting their ass trying to deliver freight. I know a lot of them. They're really good people. So anyway, that being said, which is more than anybody cares about anyway, yeah, you know, I guess we'll get into the news, but like I said, this week we hit, uh, I was in a sleeper, it started to rain a little bit when I went to sleep, I woke up and, you know, the snow in front of us, the guy in front, if you watch the video, the guy in the very front, he had spun out. Okay. When he spun out, my guy, my co-driver, little Tommy, he had to come to, a, you know, he had to come to a stop because he can't go around the guy. It was too much snow in the left lane. Uh, you know, it was just unsafe. You know, sometimes you can get away and go around him. Sometimes you can't. This time he couldn't. So anyway, little Tommy come to a stop. And then by the time they got all... the, I think it was might have been a Pepsi guy. I'm not sure. But anyway, by the time they got the guy all strained out up there, they had to tow him out. By the time they got him out, we um had to get towed out too, just to the top of the hill. And then after that, I guess we went for a little ways, and, and it was no big deal. Then I took over, and I had snow for i don't know the next four or five hundred miles i went to billings it was snowing and then i got on the way to bismarck uh, north dakota when i got to bismarck it was 32 degrees on the west side which i was like oh god is this, am i ever going to get ahead of this there's this great app called uh i think it's a radar scope one of these days i'm going to stop saying i'm going to do an, an app episode and actually do it but i think it's radar scope anyway it shows you exactly where you are on the radar and gives you an idea of what's going on so i was able to watch that so i knew exactly when i was going to get out of the storm basically so anyway get to bismarck north dakota 32 degrees get to the east side or yeah the east side of bismarck you think i'd after 26 years i wouldn't get east and west confused yeah i still do so anyway when you get to um the east side of bismarck was 46 degrees so it went up from 32 to 46 it went up 14 degrees and just i don't know maybe 5 10 miles if even that and then it was just rain the rest of the night and then by the time i got to you know saint paul it was you know, it wasn't too bad and then we were running behind schedule and normally we're at the end of the trip we usually i don't know get in like one two in the afternoon waiting until six or seven so we lost some time that way but overall, I don't think we did too bad. You know, it was pretty safe. It was the first snow of the year. It didn't have to chain up. didn't chain up. It wasn't that bad. But it was, it's getting, you know, it's probably going to happen sometime this, this year. So, I don't know. What are we going to do? It's winter time. You know, be prepared. You know, I mean, I should do a, a winter episode. I you always know, say these things and I never do them. But anyway, winter episode. Let's talk about winter real quick. You know what? I'll talk about winter at the end of the show. All right, so let's get on with the news, and uh, we'll go from there. But those are the things that I'm seeing right now. I'm seeing, you know, weather's going to change. Now, this week, I looked at the weather, and it's going to be in the 60s. Oh, and for God's sake, this is very important, very important. And I'll say this again at the end of the show. Wyoming has, uh, which is probably going to be one of your biggest areas, where you're going to see a lot of snow this year. Wyoming, they shut down quite a bit. Now, they i just did the uh, 25 and the 80 which is you know going to denver going across wyoming now if you go to wyoming's uh state you know weather conditions road conditions page you can sign up for alerts and get the text to your phone which i highly recommend now what i also recommend is that you filter it right away say only you know i only want to be alerted of road uh, road closures things like that because then you'll just get the road closures if and then you'll only get you know a couple here and there if you don't filter the damn thing it's gonna send you a text like every two seconds saying uh, variable conditions and effect or something like that at least that's what it was when I signed up for it back in the day it was quite a while ago I signed up for it oh my god I, I signed up for it the next day I woke up I had like 18,000 messages or something and they were coming in so fast I had a hard time getting into my phone to getting onto the website, I had like an iPhone 4S or something, and getting to the point where I could turn the damn things off, you know, to where I could train it out. They were coming in so fast. So I set myself up basically for, uh, what do you call it, the denial denial of service attack. I did my own denial of service attack on myself. So I think that's what they call it. Anyway, so if you ever do, do that app you know, and you do those alerts, make sure you filter it right away to only the roads that you travel on. Otherwise, it'll, you know, it'll be a nightmare. And then they'll say things like, uh, you know, IED, Laramie, uh, road closure due to winter conditions, expected opening, unknown expected openings, 14, 15 hours, things like that. You know, they'll tell you roughly. And then at least you'll have an idea of what's going on. And if you're at the truck stop, they'll tell you, hey, you know, this is, uh, you know, you'll get an idea of what you can do and what you can't do. Plus, you'll get the alerts if you're sitting in the truck stop you'll get the alert before everybody else that the road's open which is kind of important you know but that keep in mind when they shut down a road like that don't go all the way there if you know the road shut down because you'll never get parking and then what they'll do is they'll just jam them in there like sardines at the truck stop and then you'll never it's it's just a nightmare getting in and out of the place you know so if you you know if they say it's shut down in cheyenne Maybe you shut down in uh, Big Springs, if you can get parking, you know, Nebraska. Uh, If they say it shut down in, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of my Wyoming cities. I can't think of any. Um, I don't know, like mile marker 30, there's a a TA there. I can't think of what the town is. Anyway, there's a, a, you know, let's say it's shut down at mile marker 30 on I-80. Well, you know, maybe don't go over the hill. Maybe shut down in Salt Lake City. Or if they say Salt Lake City, they're talking about Parley Pass, you know, Illinois, or not Illinois, Utah says Parley Pass is, uh, which is the road 80 going down into Salt Lake City. If they say that's shut down or it's putting on chains, maybe take the 84 or to the, uh, oh shit, I can't think of the road. I'll have to look it up. But there's a way to take the 84 and then cut across and then that way you want it to put on chains and it's pretty well protected. I've never had a problem going that way. Of course, I can't remember the highway number. I should—I don't have a map in front of me. It's all in the truck. I always carry a paper map, even though I got a GPS. Get that nice laminated one. It's real pretty. So anyway, that's what's going on. My man, made it. I just drank a bunch of coffee. I'm excited. I got to go to work tonight. But and the weather's going to be good. Now, how do I look at winter? I'd respect winter because it scares the shit out of me every year. I've been doing it 26 years. Don't underestimate winter. The winter does not care how long you've been driving. Winter does not care how good you are. Winter does not care how good looking you are like me. Can't Sorry, can't help it. I had to say that. All winter cares about is putting on your ass. So as long as you're prepared, don't do anything crazy. Keep it straight. Keep it steady. Keep it smooth. Keep it smooth is the most important thing. You'll be fine. All right. That being said. I'll throw some more winter tips at the end of the show. So, yeah, I'm just a here today. It's all this caffeine. All right, let's get going. All right, here we go. Here's, let's get on with the news. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list sharing stories of the road right here on his station You are listening to the Kingfish Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network Mm. Expand your mind On the open road with Kingfish right here. You know, I absolutely love that intro. You know, Jeremiah Craig did that for me and it was just fantastic. I mean, I I didn't even ask for it. I just woke up one day and turned on my computer and there was this message on there and I listened to it and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, how cool is that? If you guys need music for a podcast or some kind of project, or let's say, you know, you want to do like, um, you know like a surprise to the wife or something you know contact jeremiah craig he'll set you up with something he can you know he can do something custom for you or you know and, and he's not that expensive i don't know what he charges for for a custom thing but you know and if you listen to his music it's just fantastic but my recommendation is if you listen to jeremiah craig's music which i do over the road because i think it's perfect trucking music if you listen to his music and he doesn't sound like anybody else absolutely which is why i love his music so much listen to the live stuff okay his live material is where he shines that's where he does his best when he's actually has an audience you know the, the studio stuff's great you know don't get me wrong but his live stuff is just like wow okay it is just wow so that's what i would go with i would just go with the live stuff and then you know just to start off go to spotify look up jeremiah craig you know, and you'll find a lot of stuff. And then he does, like, a live thing every morning, which is a little early for me, so I can't listen to it live. I usually listen to it later in the day. So um, here we go. All right, you ready for this? We got to start it off with a countdown today because, you know, why not listen to us like at countdown, right? So looks like the supply chain... I don't know. Who are these guys? Supply chain, some... News. Anyway, they, they, they got the top 10 largest trucking companies in the United States of America, the countdown. So you want to hear the top 10? All right. I'm going to do the top 10. All right. Here, here's what their article says. The majority of essential goods are transported via trucks. Food, medicine, everyday goods, and other items are all transported by trucking companies. 80% of America rely on or depend on these companies. There are around 1.2 million companies in the U.S. trucking industry. Here we count down one of the biggest ones some of the biggest ones so basically they say 80 percent. you know what everything comes by truck at one point or another or it's parts came by truck so here's number 10 tfi international all right it's a canadian-based company that operates in transportation and logistics the company works within mexico canada and the u.s tfi international has four areas of operation including less than a truckload truckload logistics as well as packaging courier the company was first founded in 1957 And now has 50,000 trailers, 200 straight trucks, 10,000 owner-operated trucks, and 14,000 company company-owned power units. Wow, that's a lot. TFI, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're the ones who bought uh, UPS Pack, or Freight, sorry, Freight. UPS Freight and UPS Package are totally different things. It's amazing how many people get those two confused. Um, But they bought UPS Freight. I'm pretty sure about that. I have to double-check you know they got these initials you know anyway number nine is old dominion these are the top 10 largest trucking companies by this supply chain people all right old dominion We've all see those guys all over the place they're the uh, ltl drivers with the attitude and uh, they're all kind of funny looking so i don't yeah, i don't talk you know i don't i don't know what their deal is but they're all a little weird looking anyway old dominion is based in north carolina love north carolina it operates across the u.s the company offers national services as well as logistics services which include air transportation old dominion is known for warehousing household moving trade show shipping and the company has over five thousand tractors around 2200 and f- 22, trailers And 21,000 employees for what it's worth even though they're the Old Dominion drivers are a little funny-looking and yeah They look kind of special Um, Most of their drivers that I've ever met seem pretty happy So if you're looking for a company, those are two of the the top ten they're in the top ten right there TFI and Old Dominion Uh, I didn't know about them doing um, Household moving I didn't know they did that you learn something new every day. All right number eight Landstar all right Landstar has, and these are mostly owner-operators in Landstar, Landstar Systems is an American transportation company that mainly operates across the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. Landstar was first established in 1968. The company now has over 10,000 independent drivers, 69,000 trucks, and 1,320 employees. Well, that's because the reason why they have so few employees is most of the guys are owner-operators. You see a Landstar all over the place. All right, number seven schneider i started there years ago god i hated the place anyway schneider was founded around but like, when i first started i loved it and then after a few years it, it was i don't know it just got weird but i did meet my wife there she used to be a dispatcher there so who won that deal <clears throat> i did because i got the girl and i uh, got a better job afterwards yeah so anyway schneider was founded around 86 years ago in wisconsin it was established when al schneider sold it. Al Schneider sold his family car to purchase the truck there are 40,000 carriers over 6,000 drivers and more than 180 properties across the globe well see that's misleading because 86 years ago it was Schneider Transport that was founded by Al Schneider and then uh, Schneider National which is the current operating company was f- founded much later I don't think it was it's the same when it when it's convenient it's they were 86 years ago when it's not convenient they were just recent it depends on how they feel like doing their you know what's going on with legality but i think they're publicly traded now they were privately owned when i was there all right number six yrc worldwide now yrc used to work there too yrc used to be roadway which is where i used to work and then the y of the yrc is yellow corporation yellow um well let's just say i wish they never would have merged i'm sure a lot of people could say that YRC Worldwide is a holding company that was founded in 1929 in North America. The company is headquartered in Kansas and has more than 300 terminals. YRC Worldwide delivers around 11 million shipments a year. They do do a lot, and there's a lot of great people working there. But The truth is, YRC actually didn't wasn't founded in 1925. I think it was Yellow Corporation or Roadway, one of the two, was founded in 1929. And they were great companies on their own. YRC itself was formed in what 2008 2009 something like that so they're not really that old and YRC is also that company that got that 700 million dollar bailout from the government so of all these companies so far I've said that that I would go look for employment YRC is not one of them I would go to it's not because they're a union it's because well bad management unions don't run companies bad management does so I don't know I'm just Uh, Maybe they'll straighten that out in a couple of years. I really hope they do because a lot of good people work in there. All right. Knight Swift Transport Services at number five. All right. Based in Arizona, Phoenix, Knight Swift Transport Services is a motor carrier. The company now has 4,000 trucks, 8,700 trailers, and 2,800 employees. Knight Swift Transport Services provide different types of truckloads such as asset-based dry and temperature controlled you know those uh just look up swift trucks on youtube you'll see lots of videos on them and uh some are very entertaining but they are a large carrier and it's if you're going to start off i I guess that's an okay place to start off but i wouldn't stick around for long they're better places it'll pay more better benefits all right number four jb hunt transport services I was a little surprised by this one. J.B. used to be a lot bigger than they were. That's when Schneider and J.B. were the big dogs back in the 90s. Then J.B. went over to do mostly intermodal stuff, so I didn't think they were that big. But let's see what they say. J.B. Hunt Transport Services was first established in Arkansas in 1961. The company operates in logistics and transportation. J.B. Hunt Transport Services now has 120,000 employees, 12,000 trucks, and 100,000 trailers. Well, they get the 100,000 trailers because they do a lot of rail stuff. As for, uh, I didn't realize they were, I thought they were a lot smaller than that. All right, now we're getting, we're getting into the big three. You ready for the big three? XPO, XPO Logistics. Uh, these guys have grown quite a bit, mostly through uh, purchasing. they bought a lot of companies. All right, founded in 1989, this American transportation company is the third largest in the world. XPO Logistics operates in 18 different countries and offers two service. Less than truck load and truck brokerage. The company now has 100,000 employees. Yeah, XPO's got a lot of companies under that name. So just look them up if you're interested. I don't know anything about working there, and I don't know any other drivers, so I can't say anything. All right, number two. Oh, what's that pop-up? Get out of my window. All right, number two is FedEx Corporation. Yeah, FedEx. If you're in that buzzing, I think it's my computer. Anyway, FedEx Corporation. FedEx is an American-founded holding service which specializes in transportation and e-commerce. First established in 1971, the company now has 425 425,000 employees. That's a big difference. And delivers around 3 billion packages annually. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of freight. Hmm, We get a lot of stuff from them. A lot of my photography stuff comes through them. Them and the other, the number one company. So I see these guys a lot of the road, a lot of owner-operators. So if you're thinking about doing the owner-operator thing, you might look and going into these guys, checking them out. Now, I'm not. it's not an endorsement because I've never done been an owner-operator, and it's not my thing. But I'm just saying. And if you are a new driver, I highly recommend you go work for a company first. Learn the rules. Learn how things work. Then do it. And whatever you do, stay away from lease option deals. I really think they're bad. All right, now let's get up. Number one, the big dog. The big, big dog. All right, UPS was first established. This is UPS. This is the one where you want to go work at. UPS was first established in 1907. The company specializes in shipping and receiving as well as supply chain management. UPS was originally called American Messenger Company. It is now the largest courier company in the world with nearly 500,000 employees. You know, Let me give you a couple things on these. UPS, you know, like over in China and stuff, they deliver on bicycle. They got these really cool looking little little. Chinese bicycle carts. That are, they may use them in other places, but they're kind of neat looking. Like a little package car, but package cars are those little brown trucks. But they use these. And then over in Mackinac Island, Wisconsin, they don't allow... Sorry, Michigan. Mackinac Island, Michigan. There we go. It's right over there uh, between the UP and, you know, it's Wisconsin and Michigan. Anyway, or between the UP, Upper Peninsula, of Michigan, and, uh, Michigan, the UP should belong to Wisconsin. It doesn't make any sense, but anyway, the UP or the uh, Mackinac Island, they don't allow horses or uh, horses. God, I can't believe I just said that. I'm going to leave that in there because it's so dumb. They don't allow cars on the island. There's there's cup there's, there's like a police car and an ambulance, but they're hidden, and they only bring them out for emergencies at night when they do the street sweeping. They got a machine that they pull, you know, the mechanism they pull down a street with horses. Right there's like, last time I was there, it was a few years ago. They got 800 horses on the island, and as we were leaving, I looked over my shoulder, and there was the UPS guy, there was two of them, and they were coming down the street. You know what they were doing? They were coming down the street with a horse and buggy. Yes, UPS delivers with horse and buggy on Mackinac Island, Michigan. Yes, they do. Is is that amazing? That is just amazing. And then as we got on the ferry, they were bringing uh, another ferry across and had a UPS package car on it. And they were the the package car never left the ferry. They just unloaded the boxes on the uh, on the horse, you know, the buggy. I don't know what you call it, the flatboard. You know, the kind like the kind you would see on Little House in a Prairie. You know, when they were hauling stuff. So they unloaded it onto that, and that's what they did. So it was pretty neat. I just got a big kick out of it, and. I don't know when they went to the UPS name, but, uh, when they were the American messenger company, they were, ba- they were actually a bicycle delivery service is what they were. So talk about, you know, talk about expanding. So, oh, look here, there's another article, 10 best trucking companies to work for. Now those are the 10 biggest ones. Let's go down the list of what they say is the 10 best companies to work for. All right, but this is what this place says, not actually the best one. Uh, number 10 is Fox Transportation, that's Rancho Cucamonga, California. That's where their headquarters is. I don't know anything about them, I've seen their trucks. Hey, Rancho Cucamonga, who doesn't like saying that? Right, it just rolls off the tongue. Number nine, Mayflower, headquarters St. Louis, Missouri. You know, they're you are check them out, they hire all over the place. Eight, Conway Transportation, San Mateo, California. Hell no, I would never work there. Load your trucks, then go deliver them? I don't think so. Number seven, J.B. Hunt Transport. Once again, I don't know anything about J.B. I never worked there. Six, Rider, Headquarters, Miami, Florida. Uh, five, American Freightways. American Freightways. Are they even still in business? Harrison, Arkansas? I don't think they are. Maybe I'm wrong. And then four was Warner Enterprises. Then three was SeA Motor Freight. Uh they used to be a subsidiary of yellow, I believe, but they broke off years ago. And then two international and one was CH Robinson worldwide. You know how they came up with these these numbers I have no idea. Of course, you know, these people that make these lists are never drivers, you know that. You know, it's just the way it is. You know, these guys are never drivers. You know what this supply chain stuff is. Uh, let's save this link. Uh, so looks like that's a good one, a good site to go to. So anyway, those are the things. Oh God, more list. They got more list. Let's see what else they got. Uh, top supply chain newsletter, top source. Pay. Nah, nothing to worry about for us. So anyway, that's what it is. That's how we're going. So I don't know. Check them out. You know, if it uh, any of those places appeal to you. Go for it. I don't endorse any of them. I don't work for... Well, I work for one of them, but I'm not going to tell you who. Because, well, then I can't talk about them. So, all right. Now, this is from the Daily Guardian. All right? It's a British paper, I think. Anyway, the four things you need to know about the UK patrol park crisis. Yeah, they got a big, huge thing. It's It's almost like looking at the... You know, if you're old enough, you'll remember the 70s. You know... Over in the 70s, uh, you know, we had the embargo and the Carter administration, and it was just a nightmare. So, I don't know, it was a disaster. Now, it says here, the Gasoline Retailers Association, which represents independent, this is over in the UK, which represents independent fuel suppliers, said Wednesday that about 27% of 5,450 service stations were out of fuel. Up from 37% on Tuesday and 66% earlier this year. So they're actually, um, things are getting better. And I think their prices are crazy over there too. So a lot of it's, uh, people are nervous, start stocking up, pushes the the, the the burden on the supply network, you know. So uh, they got the uh, soldiers also. The, the military is actually delivering the fuel. All right. So there's a lot of fuel though. So oil companies such as BP, Royal Dutch Shell, and ExxonMobil said in a statement issued by the government earlier this week, the UK has a lot of fuel at its refineries and terminals, but the suppliers could not get enough of the gas stations for two reasons. First, there is a shortage of tank drivers in the UK. That was highlighted last week when BP was forced to temporarily close some of its stations for the second time in as many months because there weren't enough truck drivers. The second problem, the British reacted to the BP shutdown to buy gasoline, emptying many of the country's, 8,380 service stations so people freaked out all right that's what they did they freaked they freaked out all right And so they went and they bought all this stuff. Now who's to blame for this? This is a shortage of drivers. Why is there a shortage of drivers in the UK? Brexit Brexit is to blame all right, I'm not there, so I don't see the whole details I'm just going by the article, but Brexit is to blame the UK truck driver shortage dates back years, but it's recently been exaggerated by the pandemic, which delayed the issuance of new licenses in Brexit, which left thousands of EU citizens out of trucking jobs and other businesses in the UK. Since the beginning of this year, the new post-Brexit immigration rules have made it even more difficult for many of them to return. So people laughed. You know, we went home vacation, whatever, the pandemic, you know, Brexit was a shit. And so they left because of all the problems associated with Brexit. And then they had a hard time getting back because of the immigration rules. All right. these are a lot of the drivers, right? Now, according to the Road Transport Association, there's a shortage of one... Ooh, LAKH. What the hell kind of word is that? Uh, nah, maybe that's a typo. Maybe they meant lorry. There's a shortage of about one lakh truck driver... God, what the hell is that word? L-A-K-H. Anybody know what that is? Write to me. Or call me. 630-660-6565. L-A-K-H. Anyway, there's a lack of truck drivers in the country. Last month, the UK government said most of the solution to the crisis would be driven by employers who offer better paying conditions and do not want to depend on workers from outside the UK. So they want to get people from inside the country is what it comes down to. But it takes, you know, you're going to be delivering fuel. It's not... You know, you can't just shove a guy in a seat. You know, you got to train him, so it takes a little bit of time to get things ramped up. But Prime Minister Boris Johnson was forced to take a 180-degree turn last weekend after he agreed to issue temporary visas to 5,000 more truck drivers and 5,500 poultry workers to help uh, process the Christmas turkey. But he said on Tuesday that immigration laws are unlikely to be further relaxed. I don't think the people of this country want to solve our problems with uncontrolled immigration. Yeah, I'll give him that. So anyway. They got some issues, they gotta work out. Sounds like they uh it's gonna be a while before they do. Is it gonna be a problem? I don't know. Everybody's hiring. But we can have those issues here. We've had them before. So that being said, I don't know, let's move on. Alright, so anyway, I had to get up and take a break for a second. Yeah, I need a glass of water. So here's the deal what it comes down to is over in the UK they got some issues to work out I'm sure they will once things get uh, sorted out now when it comes to the other article about where to work for it's up to you do your research I'm not gonna say one place is better than another because well they aren't you know it really comes down to where do you live what companies around you what do they do do you want to be a tanker driver do you want to be a flatbed driver do you want to be a you know uh, like a UPS type guy you want to be a uh, there's so many different jobs in this industry it's really just a matter of what do you want to do you know you know that's more you know what it's all about it's um you know what do you want to do what do you want to you know what is it you're into you know maybe you want to be a tanker guy you know like i said or maybe a flatbed guy or box truck guy or maybe you want to do uh, less than truckload stuff you know time sensitive stuff or maybe just, I don't know, you know, maybe you want to be an owner-operator. But like I said, if you do go the owner-operator route, I highly suggest you start off being a company driver first. Don't fall for that um, uh, least option scam, you know. Don't do it. Figure out what's going on first before you sign any deals that sign your life away. Because if it doesn't work out, not only are you going to lose your job, but you're going to lose your credit history too. And you don't want to do that. All right, let's get moving on. All right, delivery men accused New York City of milking them with parking tickets during pandemic. This is from the New York Post, okay? Now, basically what it comes down to, and this it's the reason why they say milking them is because it's milk delivery drivers is the one they focused on here. So, you know, of course, they're using the pandemic as an excuse. It was in the pandemic, always the excuse. So... The owners of a small uh, milk delivery firm said they're getting milked by the de Blasio administration with tens of thousands of dollars in parking tickets they can't contest because their hearings have been suspended since the virus. So basically what it is is these guys make the deliveries, they double park to do the deliveries, it's New York City, what else are they going to do? And the city comes by, gives them a ticket for double parking you know, and then all this stuff. And they want to be able to go in to the court and contest these tickets and get them dismissed because if they do it in person, they're more likely to, to explain what happened. Well, the City Department of Finance's refusal to resume in-person hearings or even hold them virtually during the past 19 months, 19 months on parking tickets, clashes with Hazion's that's the guy that owns the companies, own criticism of the state judiciary for its sluggish reopening of the court's in slow walking criminal, uh, criminal, Well, oh, they say walking criminal, criminal cases. Mm, I wonder why they said that twice. Anyway, the guy writes, We're not Amazon, we're not UPS or FedEx or a billionaire dollar company. We're a small business trying to survive, said Mark Marone, a co owner of Manhattan Milk. They deliver milk, okay? So, co owner and partner Frank Acosta, whom the post profiled last year as the milk, the hunky milk delivery man who women swoon over said, oh, "What? why would they say it like that? Really? This is a serious news article. Right? I mean, what the heck? Anyway, uh, it's not a good looking guy. I'm better looking than that guy. Oh, it's New York. They have low standards. My apologies, people in New York. I forget how low your standards were. Anyway, this policy doesn't make any sense. It's almost like forcing us to close the company and start somewhere else like Florida. Yeah, well, a New Yorker's gonna go to Florida. So basically what it is, is they can't get in, they can't get their tickets dismissed. Now, the Sour Milkmen, see what they did there? Sour Milkmen, say they can't challenge some of the $30,000 plus parking tickets that could could get dismissed during a live hearing, such as $115 tickets for double parking while making deliveries. Well, if they can't double park to make the deliveries and the place is slammed full of cars, you know, and the loaning zones are full. What are these guys supposed to do? You know, how are they gonna? You know, how are they gonna? You know, you know, how are they gonna get the milk delivered? You know, people need their milk. I mean, you use it in a lot of things, right? Restaurants need it, and things like that. So basically, they're the the milkmen are pissed off as well as quite a few other people. All right, yeah, uh, you know, this Mark Maron guy looks uh, hunky milkman. Seriously. Uh, i don't get it new york you're a weird place so anyway uh for the for the non-commercial uh part people can go in, they can contest their tickets but for the commercial uh tickets these guys can't do that and they can do it in writing but apparently it's a very laborious process very time consuming and they're less likely to get dismissed Ooh, i gotta cough oh gotta cough gotta cough i'll be right back all right i'm back so what it comes down to is that well New York's got to straighten this out because it's going to be an issue. You know, these guys, they want to just do their job. It's what they do. They deliver the freight and they're not being allowed to deliver freight. I think that sucks. So, and like I said, think about it. Milk goes into cakes, goes into, you know, scrambled eggs. You know, at least I put in my scrambled eggs, you know, your cereal. There's a lot of things that milk goes into when you're building something. So these restaurants really need this stuff. They really do. And, uh, you know, you get $30,000 in tickets over 19 months. I imagine that's going to take a big bite out of your bottom line. So, I don't know. New York, straighten it out. These drivers are trying to do their job and support the economy and provide a service that you badly need. Don't fight them, okay? Just don't. All right, let's get moving on. All right, lately we've been talking about this uh, this thing where people, like, jump on trucks and, you know, to go for a ride at some near like some challenge or something i don't understand it so anyway here's the article teen dies after hitching a ride on a moving 18 wheeler in texas all right i don't think this is funny and i think this is kind of sad so i'm more than sad actually so texas police have confirmed that a teenager lost his life life last week when he tried to jump off a moving tractor trailer yeah police were called to the scene shortly after 10 p.m on tuesday on the uh 35 access road ih 35 access road near fm 1103 in shirts texas that's S-C-H-E-R-T-Z. Hurts. Shirts? Hmm. When officers arrived, they found a 16-year-old male laying on the roadway with traumatic injuries. Oh my God, 16 years old. That's just... You know, that's so sad. You know, it's, it's amazing any of us live past 16, all the stupid stuff we do. Anyway. Life-saving measures were administered, but the teen died at the scene. While police initially believe... That the boy had been st- uh, struck by a passing vehicle. After further investigation, officers say that he was hitching a ride on a semi-truck and that he fell into the tires when he attempted to jump off the vehicle. Oh my god, that's so uh, that's horrific. Please say that they do not believe that the driver even knew the kid was on the truck. The incident remains under investigation. Alright, so this is like the second or third time this has happened. Please don't do that. Please don't ride on trucks like that. Yeah, they're, they grab them onto the back doors. They hang on the. Just don't do it, okay? It's not worth your life. It's not funny. It's, it's traumatic. And think about what your poor family is going to go through. It's just stupid. All right, let's get moving on. I, yeah, I just, I hate these horrific stories. You know, I just, just educate your kids, okay? All right, let's get moving on. All right, it looks like that's all we got today. I'm a little long-winded. Anyway, let's talk about winter real quick before I go. So here's the big deal. I mean, this is important. Carry extra food during the winter. You might get stuck out there. Like if you're in Wyoming or something, the longest I ever got stuck was like, I think it was like 36 or 37 hours. And that was on the interstate. So luckily I had fueled earlier. Always, I never let the tanks go less than half a gallon, have a tank, which means I never have less than 700 or hundred gallons for me. These trucks I have now are I think they're 150 gallon tanks. No, 140. So I got 280. So I never go less than 140. That'll get you through just about anything. Because you lose heat. You, you know, truck shuts down, you lose your heat. Keep that in mind. We'll get to that in a minute. So, anyway, here's what I suggest have some canned goods in there, you know, stuff that you don't really need to heat up, stuff that you isn't going to go bad. Throw that in the truck, okay? You know, stuff like that. A uh, couple of gallons of water. You know, so you got water. Always got to have water. Uh, sleeping bag, lose power, lose heat, and gets cold, especially in Wyoming. So get a make sure you got a sleeping bag. I carry one. I sleep on top of it, and then throw a blanket across the top. If, if the heat truck shuts down, I'm crawling in that bag. You better believe I am. All right, because it gets cold in that truck real fast. Trust me. You know, extra clothing because if you have to chain up or something like that, and you get wet. As long as you can stay dry or you can change, you're going to be fine. If you don't change, well, you stay wet. You're gonna. It's going to be miserable, and you don't want to be miserable. You'll be up there shaking. So make sure you bring extra clothing, especially extra socks. I keep an extra dozen socks in a sleeper. I got the same truck all the time. I got a bag. It's full of. It's just full of socks, socks and extra underwear. And you know, I just, I just gotta stay warm. Make sure your boots are water resistant at the very least. Uh I like these Wolverine boots. I don't know what the you know, they just know they're just another Wolverine boots. I don't know which ones it is. I'll have to look them up, but I love the things. They're I believe they're made in Indiana. I'll have to double check. I'll see maybe I'll see put up a link uh you know the reason why i like them is because of the wide feet i got a wide foot it's a real pain in the ass to find a shoe that fits it's damn near impossible these wolverine boots are the only ones i can find that actually fit me they don't have to get a size or too too big i should see if they have a i don't know hold on a second okay i took a break there for a second i went looking up the wolverine boots site yes there's a link and there's an affiliate so to support the show, if you go check out the link at the bottom of the show notes, which is the Wolverine affiliate link, you'll get a discount. There's a bunch of deals on there, and then I get a small commission to pay for the show. So, But the, the truth is, I really do wear these, and I do wear them a lot. And they are, uh, I wouldn't say waterproof, but water-resistant. I've never had the water go all the way through, but then again, I haven't been out there crazy like... I think these are going to last me for a long time. I've had them for, I don't know, about a year and a half, two years. About a year and a half now. They seem to be, they're holding up just fine. They used to have, what was I wearing before? Before I was was going to Kmart, and I was buying these cheap work boots. I think they were, uh, I think Cat. it wasn't cat. it was, I'll be damned, I can't remember the brand. Anyway, well, as soon as they got wet, the glue would fall apart in these things that I was buying at Kmart and it just wouldn't last for shit during the winter. But these Wolverines are made to withstand all that and they seem to hold up pretty well. So I know I'm going off about boots, but I really do think it's important. So anyway, you'll find a link at the bottom of the show notes. Uh, I say, check it out. Even if, you know, just go check out the link, check it out. I think it's worth checking out, you know, cause they really do work, especially if you got white feet. Imagine if you don't have white feet, it's a lot easier to find boots, but you know, when you got wide feet, it's a real pain. I mean, it is just unbelievable how hard it is to, to 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 buy shoes and boots when you don't have a, or when you have a wide foot. So it's definitely worth checking out. So anyway, wear your, you know, wear warm clothing, of course. You know, bring warm clothing. When you're chaining up, if you have to chain up, maybe you have a pair of knee pads. That way you can keep your knees out of the, out of the you know, the the snow and ice and whatever. Most of the time you're going to be doing this before you even get to the snow. They're going to put the chain low up. So a knee pad will save your knees from getting all busted up from sitting on on the ground. Uh, Flashlight. Oh, this is a big headlamp. I wear a headlamp. You know that kind of goes over your head. You get cheap ones from Amazon. Um, I'll put a link in there sometime next week. I guess I don't know. You know I'll see if I can find one. I'll shoot the one I. You know what? I'll put one up tonight. But anyway, get a headlamp. You know, it. Uh, what it is is you put the headlamp around your head, and then it leaves your hands free for when you're working, and when you're putting on chaining and things like that. It's really, it, believe me, it's so much easier. You know, because you don't want you want both hands free when you're trying to hook up the chains. And hopefully, I don't know. Maybe we'll do a chain up video this year. You know, I've been wanting to do one for a while. Just haven't had the time to do it. But anyway, those are just a few tips. I'll throw in more as we go along, and I'll think about more. I'll start writing this stuff down so I'll be better planned. And I'll put a link up for the Wolverine boots and I'll put a link up for the headlamp. And if you do get a headlamp, get one that's really bright if you don't get the one I recommend. And also, I recommend using rechargeable batteries. That way, it's, yeah, I've been using the same rechargeable batteries for years. They pay for themselves. Highly recommended. So, that being said, that's all I got this week. All right. So, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. And I got to go take a shower, get ready for work. I got to go to Billings. Yeah. I'll go in early though because I don't want to. I want to avoid the traffic in Chicago, so I'll go there, take a quick nap in the truck, and then we'll leave out in the morning. So it's all good. So that being said, I am out of here. I hope you guys have a safe week. Stay out of trouble. Drive safe. Winter is here. Don't take it for granted. Remember, the road does not care how long you've been driving. Okay. If you got any good winter tips, call me at six three zero. Sorry, that's the wrong number. Call me at four one four six 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 one nine two six that's four one four six 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 one nine two six or email me at kingfishcafe gmail.com that's kingfishcafe gmail.com check out the youtube channel twk trucking with kingfish a lot of good videos up there subscribe it's life-changing you'll grow taller you'll lose less viagra if you're older your hair will get darker these are the things that will happen to you if you subscribe to my youtube channel it's mostly cars and truck shows and things like that. There's some deer strikes, unfortunately, and you know, just uh, it's pretty much transportation based. It might be shipping, might be trucking, might be anything. You know, that's that kind of stuff. But anyway, call me. You got any questions? You got any tips? Anything I left out that you think is important about winter driving? Because obviously, I don't know it all. Nobody does. Call me 414-666-1926 six 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 one nine two six. It'll go to my Google number. I never pick up that number. Uh, it'll be recorded and I'll put it in the show so anybody that calls um, I'll put it in the show I'll put them all together and we'll do like a whole winter episode show I think that'd be really cool because nobody knows it all everybody's got a better tip everything I've ever learned about winter I learned from somebody else seriously I learned from somebody else and I piled all this stuff together don't reinvent the wheel if you're a new driver learn from these older guys okay that's what they're there for listen to them even if they're full of shit just listen to them because they do have a lot of good tips They might save your life and that's really all that matters. All right. That being said, don't forget to check out the tips and or the the links in the uh, the show notes, especially the boots. If you need good boots, especially if you're a wide foot dude, you can go anywhere. If you're not a wide foot dude, but if you're a wide foot dude, you gotta go check out the Wolverine. They're amazing. My favorite boot. All right. Anyway, that being said, I am. Well, what did I say? Like for the fourth time, I'm out of here. All right. Peace out, guys. Peace out. Drive safe. Talk to you later.